Welcome, everyone. We should be recording, even though it's not telling me yet that I'm recording, but it should be. Officially, Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, episode number 30. It is the interactive video show where you can come on, smoke with us, chill with us, chat with us, participate, ask us questions, whatever. You just got to be a subscriber on OnlyFans or Patreon. ShellySJSmokeOut.com for all of the pertinent links, social media stuff. Learn more about myself and Shelly if you want to. I'm, of course, Jenner Jesus. You can Google me if you're interested enough. Uh, Shelly Martinez, of course, model, content creator, pro wrestler. We're joined by one half so far of the Stoner Brothers as our guests tonight. Um, Shelly, uh, how are things in your world? Well, I was like, you know what? I had this whole vision when I moved to this place to have my garage be my gym slash studio. And I haven't been using it. So I thought, you know, I'm going to use it today. But of course, in true Shelly fashion, like about 10 minutes ago, I just got home because I had to go to the dispensary. I had to go get food for many. And that's when I came in here and I was like, oh man, there's that ugly backlight. So <laughs> typical, typical Shelly on the Taco Tuesday. <laughs> How'd you recover from the uh, pizza challenge last week? You know what? Honestly, I was fine. I didn't have the runs. I didn't have a sore stomach. I really did it right by just eating protein all day until it's time for that damn pizza. Well, in all the uh, candor uh, and truthfulness, most of my pizza left me uh, about five o'clock the next morning. <laughs> it was a lot of pizza too. And I was afraid of that. That's why I stopped when I did because I knew it had already gone way too far. But it's for content. It's for the fans and the subscribers. How much we do? How much pizza do y'all eat? It was a large. Yeah, I missed a whole large. <laughs> and Shelly finished hers. Winning, of course. Take a mm -hmm. The pizza challenge. Awesome. <laughs> um, so we have the Stoner Brothers joining us. Uh, I should have... Um, there we go. Your Twitter. And I have it right here as well. Look at that. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all producer guy today. Producing so the what, shit. So what I thought was cool is um, I was going through my YouTube channel today. And I went, through, like, at first I was like, what's my oldest video? And so I kind of went from there. And I went with all these, uh, I found all these Hood Slam videos. And that's how I know the Stoner Brothers. And it wasn't <laughs> on purpose. It wasn't like, oh, they're coming on, so I'm going to watch this. It was, like, so organic. And I think it's really cool that they're joining us today when I went down this total rabbit hole of, like, these old-ass videos. And I think it's cool that you guys... Uh, are here at the smoking session today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're coming on. Uh, so, Shelly, how did you, uh, when did you first encounter the Stoner Brothers and uh, what was your impressions? Goodness. Um, I don't even remember what year it was, but um, when I first went into Hood Slam, um, it was really interesting because at the time I had a friend, Kevin Gill. And he did commentary for um, the Hood Slam. There's two fellas, AJ and um, Kevin. And so he was like, you know, I really think you'd be a good fit here. Would you mind if I like send you some videos? 
And when he sent me the videos, I got through the first match and I was like, I have to be a part of it. It's like, there's just no way around it. So um, I bossed my way onto the show. <laughs> and then that's where I met the Stoner Brothers. And to be honest with you, I felt like already like this instant connection with them. And I think it has to do with Danielle and I always bond with twins. We're all like Danielle and I, I always say we're supposed to be twins, but because I'm taller, I have longer legs. So I was a faster swimmer than she was when we were in my dad's sack. So that's why I came out first, you know, but we were supposed to be twins. And so when I saw this twin action, I was like, what? And then when I saw their gimmick, I was like, what? <laughs> what and then when i saw them wrestle i was like what it just it didn't make sense because what you're kind of told generally speaking in wrestling i don't know about now but back in the day was like you don't take bookings like hood slam you don't go out there and have characters like the stoner brothers have and because guys like that they can't work and it's like yeah huh <laughs> So it was freaking awesome. And throughout my hood slam time, Danielle and I just kept con connecting with the Stoner Brothers. And now here we are today. And they're a couple of the fellas that I try to make sure I keep tabs on and in contact with. Because I call it the after wrestling crew. When wrestling's all done and said with, there's people who you still talk to in wrestling. And that for me is the Stoner Brothers. Um, same question. Uh, when did you? What was your first impression of Shelly when you met her? Oh, my brother just got here. Hold on a second. Hey, okay. hi. Hey, hi. there he is. Hey, cool. Boom. Oh, Boom. Yeah, look out for that. There it is. All right, here's the question. What was our first impression of Shelly when we first met her? Uh, Do you remember this first time we met her? I can't remember the exact first time, but I'm. It was definitely, we seen you smoking weed. And we were like, hey, cool, she smokes weed. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, then you're automatically in the circle, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. how you introduce yourself a lot. True. That's how that's how I found a lot of my good friends is, is through a circle. Um, subscriber Lando joining us in the chat room. Welcome, Lando. Um, hoping to uh, catch the streams as often as he can. Your new city, new job. Welcome, Lando, and good luck with uh, all that awesomeness, <clears throat> all the new stuff going on in your life. You know what's really funny is um, when I think about the Stoner Brothers, I think about this battle royal that was at Hood Slam, and it was an 80s-themed uh, show. So naturally, I was Shelly Lopper because, hello, need I say more? And I remember, <laughs> I always say in wrestling, I never give what I wouldn't take. And what I mean by that is there's a term in wrestling called stiff. And when you're stiff with somebody, that means you really had an impact in that kick, that punch, that whatever, chop. And so... Some people would say that, oh, Shelly works stiff, but it's like, I don't work stiff to hurt people. I work stiff with other people who also work stiff so that we really can feed off of the stiffness, if you know what I mean. So she said, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> brothers and I could stiff each other. 
And on that, and I went right to them and they each took a turn chopping me and they chopped me so effing hard. I felt my implant go blah, 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 which was probably not a good thing. <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like something that could uh, do some damage. Sorry. sorry, not sorry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's that's how we like it, you know. If you, if you bring it bring it snug, it's gonna get brought back to you snug. So that's how you you know people's tones, you know. More real, man. And what could I say? I like to give people stiff ones. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Damn, on fire! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. There we go. <laughs> now I feel like I'm too far. Oh well, whatever. This is there's a saying in um wrestling stoner Jesus. It's called, oh, we'll just go lucha, meaning all all rules go out the book. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say my participation in today's show is gonna be very lucha because I am halfway out of it. It's hot in here and I'm just hot boxing myself. Poor Minnie, she's passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This will be an interesting show. <laughs> Me and Scotty are pretty good at going lucha when we need to go lucha. <laughs> hey, that's what the subscribers are looking for. Yeah, no, I, I know. Uh, I have to ask you, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the types of fellas that um, show full nipples, or are you the types that wear pasties? I mean, uh, when? When we wrestle? <laughs> oh, you don't realize what you want yourself into. We were just over here smut-peddling. I gave him some uh, pasties, and um, I just wanted to know if you guys were pasties or you bear all. You give it away. You know, if if this if the singlet strap slips, then you're gonna see full nips. <laughs> yeah, if uh, the subscriber thing doesn't go well, I'm gonna have to pull up my boobs to really just kick this shit in high gear. I don't have to do that. I'm saving it. I'm, I'm holding it back, but you know, you have to bring out the big guns, so to speak. And that's what yeah. we'll do. <laughs> Another good question uh, for the Stoner Brothers uh, while I have you here. Do you have an Instagram for feet pics? Are you doing the feet pic thing the way Shelly is? I mean, like with with wrestling boots on, we got like a bunch of different pairs of wrestling boots. Yeah, I mean, like boot pics. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's like a boot licking thing. You know, people like that, right? Well, boot lickers, yeah. Boot lickers. Man. There's all types. There's all types. So we talk about them on here all the time. So, you know. <laughs> Internet's full of interesting people. That's for sure. So Stoner Brothers, do you still have your Stoner U going on over there? We do. It's going on right now. We actually did an hour of beginners, and then we're taking a break to do this with you. And then we're going to go back and do semi-pro. 
That's so cool. And um, can you share with the viewers um, what made you start Stoner You and all that? I thought that was really cool that you, I mean, it just over the years seeing you guys posting about and everything. So can you let everyone know what it is and everything? We, uh, it was uh, me and my brother and uh, Coach Nugs, who's Joe Applebarber, and uh, uh, Sam, who is Sheik. Uh, we all just wanted a place to train. So we got, we got a ring and then it just started with the four of us, really. We, uh, we just wanted a place to work out. And then like, you know, a couple of people <laughs> fed in here and there. And then, you know, a year goes by and we got like, you know, maybe five, six students. And then like, okay, we're going to open a school, I guess. And then, uh. And then it, you know, it got bigger and bigger each year, except for this year because, you know, disease and infection. That's so cool, though. Um, you know, going back to like all jokes aside, like when I see the Stoner Brothers in the ring doing their thing, not just being these bigger than my characters, but like freaking going hard. That's like makes me so happy to see people who I feel are like well-rounded performers because some people they can really go in the ring, but it's really hard for them to um, pull out of the fans or whatever and to be in character and make it believable. And, you know, there's so much crap. Sorry to say uh, wrestling schools out there. They're just trying to take advantage of people. So it just makes me happy that people like the Stoner Brothers have a place where people can really learn, but it's going to be in a certain vibe that's different than anywhere else. Yep, yep. You're gonna you're gonna see, you know, you're gonna see a smoking pot and getting in the ring, and being you know, uh, highly tuned athletic machines. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, we 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 tone our craft. We've been doing it twenty years this year. Uh, it seems like doesn't seem like that long, but it's crazy. So, what do you guys think about when people are like, "Oh, how dare you get into the ring and you just smoked?" Kind of vibes. Um. We, I mean, uh, with with us, we kind of have a reputation of uh, those guys could work high already, um, and then you know we'll, we'll run into people that don't know it, and they you know like oh we you know this is. You know. First, you gotta prove yourself. You just have to uh, go out there and outwork them, and then they're, they're gonna be like, oh shit, these guys are good high. Okay. I just prove your worth. Absolutely. Um, it's just interesting to me. And the reason why I ask is because there was a situation that like, <laughs> I still get triggered by and I'm trying to work through it because it's stupid to hold on to it. But I was working this girl and she was like very hesitant to want to work with me because she was like, oh, you're going to smoke. And then I, I pulled her aside and I was like, look, like, this is something that I use not to like be all like, hey, let's get in the ring. It's like, I need to focus and I need to not have anxiety and I need my stomach to be right. So like, 
that's why I do it. I just want you to know that. So I tried to like kind of whatever. And I thought I was getting somewhere with her. We had a bomb ass match. And then I come to find out that she was like, oh, Shelly was just getting high. But <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah. So I had just wondered if you guys encountered that same kind of attitude towards or towards you from some people that like maybe they know that you can work they even have good matches with you but they're still like that judgy like oh they was gonna be high i mean yeah i wanted to definitely say at the top of that list is like the young bucks for sure (laughs) (laughs) now the young bucks are shelly's favorite favorite people in the whole world (laughs) Talk about the many. <laughs> Shelly, we talked the first time we brought him up. Shelly uh, talked about her uh, pretty unnatural hatred for them, even though she couldn't really pinpoint a reason why she didn't like them. She developed an intense dislike for them. It's nice in her gifts all the time on Twitter, different young buck gifts responding to what she's doing. And she loves that. <laughs> no, because it came to a point, you guys. This is how lame I am. I, it came to a point where um, <laughs> I had to block or mute them on Twitter because anytime I saw them, I would legit get angry. <laughs> I didn't understand why. I was just like, why do I dislike these guys so much? And I would just be like, oh, and then I would see their face and the one guy, the dark hair one, I was just like, God, I just want to like smack that smug look off his face. Like I would just didn't understand why. And we've talked about it a lot on here. We've invited them to come on, but I'm pretty sure they just rolled their eyes. And I did not accept. What, what, what is your, th- do you have a theory to why? What do you think? Like what, what was your first impression of them? Okay, my first impression of them was that I didn't like them and I didn't know why. And so I just was like, okay, maybe like I'm just being a bitch right now. Like maybe I'm in a bad mood or something. I don't know. And then when I started to see like that they did some pretty cool things in the ring and everyone seemed to have very positive things to say about them. They were, oh, the Young Bucks this, Young Bucks that. I was like, gosh, why don't I see it? Because I feel like I should like them. And then when I started to see that they like liked comedy and they kind of put it into like whatever, I was like, man, everything about them should be what I like, but I just don't like these guys. And like all jokes aside, like that's why I felt like a complete petty ass bitch because I was like, (laughs) I don't know them. I've only been on one show with them to be with them in person. And I mean, I guess they were nice enough, whatever. And um, I just like, didn't understand it. And it bothered me that I would physically get angry in my gut when I would see them. And that's why I had to mute them on Twitter for a while. And I felt stupid, like (laughs) young bucks, like that's so stupid. And then when I, they started AEW and I'd see them on commercials cause I watched that channel. I would just be like, I can't stand, and I would pray about it. I'd be like, Lord, I'm so sorry if I'm a bitch, but I don't like these guys. Please help me not like them anymore. Like, I prayed about it. And then we talked about it on the show, and now I'm at the point where I was able to unmute them. I could totally see them now without getting mad because now I think it's funny because of what we've talked about on here. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a bitch, but I just don't like those guys. 
Did they say something to you guys about like the weed, or is it something that got back to you, or what happened there? What do you, you want? I mean, um, they. I think they questioned us about it, and then we wrestled them a couple times, and then they were cool with it. But like they had, behind our backs, I'm sure they were like, "Ah, oh, the weed guys again." Like, like yeah, they were, you came up to us and like, "You guys are smoking before our match." I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know they that like they came up hella judgy. I feel like uh, them. It was them and like uh, I don't give a fuck. Like sexy Sunny Samson and Brandon Cutler and the other Cuddy. Uh, yeah, they were all they all were really judgy. It was me, me, my brother, and Riz, and. Uh, I felt like they were really judgy, but we had great matches with them. See, that's how I feel about this girl is um, like, yeah, just really judgy. And then like, it's like, well, I don't know. It's just so crazy. And that's what I loved about Hood Slam is that I felt like I could finally be somewhere where like, I didn't have to deal with some weird attitude from my opponent. It's like, hello, we're going to go in the ring. Like, let's have good vibes. Like, we don't have to agree on each other's lifestyle, you know, whatever. And that same girl that was judgy to me is the same girl that is sorry, but popping um, pills for her pain. So it's like, so that's okay. But me smoking, that's not okay. Awesome. I don't know. It's just interesting. And I really hope that, I mean, has that changed in wrestling or is that still like a thing where people are like, no, no. I don't know. You, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I feel like some people are still judgy, but a lot of people are more open to it. I don't know. There's tons of other shit going on in the world that like, you know, you can fucking bitch about. You know. I mean, these days, like, uh, we don't take bookings as the commandos anymore. We just take bookings as the Stoner Brothers. So then people automatically know that those are the high guys. Yeah, that's what they, you know, you know what you're getting into when you book the Stoner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I feel the uh, the stigma in general, and even the last few years, no matter what it's in, you know, athletics, anything else, all the stereotypes are going by the wayside, and the stigma is lessening, especially with younger people. I mean, you run into somebody who's pretty old they're still you know thinking about what they learned about weed back in the 40s or whatever but for the most part i think that the that we're uh i don't know i want to say we're winning but you know doing a better job i guess culturally of uh showing people that their stereotypes they're you know it's funny stuff for the teaching child movies or whatever but there's a lot of people that are smoking weed doing incredible things whether it's physical or mental or a combination of the two and um mm -hmm. so I keep hammering away at it more people what we can do not me personally. I don't do anything athletic at all, but, you know, people like you guys. <laughs> hey, the pizza yeah, you can find is athletic. <laughs> throwing up was athletic. That was Have you ever tried the block of cheese challenge? The block of cheese challenge? Yeah, me and, on, on, me and Scotty's Hotbox podcast, we used to do uh, – I, I tried to eat a block of cheese in an hour, one of those big Tillamook. Like, <laughs> And I, my first, mistake, my first mistake was not cutting it up. Uh, I just like you know bit into it, and I got maybe halfway through, and it was bad news bears. Oh, 
<laughs> I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat anymore. <laughs> if I, did you get constipated oh, after? Uh, you know, I I think I did pretty good. Uh, with not getting too clogged up. That's a lot of cheese. Yeah, yeah no, it was a lot of cheese. We didn't try it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you guys still do your podcast? Uh, we haven't in what a couple months. Yeah, yeah. It's we we we've taken a few months off. That's good to do though. You get a little reset, you know, and a little break ski, because it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were looking at it and like for we went like four years, four years straight, four years straight, and then I think this is our first break. Like four years. I'm gonna have to check it out. Uh, where can people find your um, episodes on? Uh, what is on Twitch? Uh, yeah, Twitch. Or there's some on YouTube also. And then, uh, I think it's on. Uh, what is it? One of the podcasts. It's a Hotbox podcast. Um, it, it's it's kind of weird because Mike Tyson has a Hotbox podcast, so <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> I like Mike. I like Mike. Um, yeah, we got we get we got a Twitch channel for it. Uh, I believe it's just Hotbox Podcast, right? No, it's the Rizbomb Four Twenty. It's at Rizbomb Four Twenty. Uh, the Rizbomb. That's that's a maneuver that finishes people off for uh, for those times in need. And then you know the Four Twenty is Four Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys still, um, I remember when I was at Hood Slam a time or two, you guys had, I think it was the ring truck and you guys would um, hot box it in there. Do you guys still do that? Uh, well, we haven't had a ring truck in a while, so no. <laughs> I mean, not recently in the last like year, oh. but. I remember We're being it. in that hot box truck. And it freaked me out because I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was the best yet scariest moment ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was one of those crazy sessions that had, like, multiple blunts going around. Yep. It was very difficult to breathe in there. That's why I started having a panic attack. But then it was, like, so awesome at the same time. So I just kind of faced that fear. And I, I got out of it, you know? I was able to breathe. Cool. You opened your eyes. I did. <laughs> Thank you for opening my eyes. <laughs> uh, so, brothers, you guys, um, go ahead. I was going to say, I used to have this reoccurring dream as a kid where, like, I'd sneak into the bathroom and then I'd hear, like, it was some, like, creepy lady talking in the shower, but the curtains were closed. And then I, I would always open the curtains and close my eyes and get attacked and, and wake up like sweating. And then I had it like multiple, multiple times as in my like, I don't know, you know, twelve to sixteen, maybe twelve to fourteen. But like and then one time I opened my eyes and seen like a fucking creepy dead lady and then never had that dream again. It's crazy. Never. 
I opened my eyes, Shelly. You opened your eyes. You opened your eyes, Essie. <laughs> that, that was Ricky's high story of the night. <laughs> People always have really interesting dreams. People I encounter. I had my dreams like for like five or six or maybe even more years. Almost every night was just me walking around a supermarket. It was the most boring thing imaginable. I dreamed about it over and over and over again. Nothing ever happened. I never bought anything. I'm just walking around. It doesn't even exist anymore. And then people always tell me the crazy dreams they had and all these awesome stories. I'm just like, well, I walked around a supermarket for six years. <laughs> me and Scotty like watching supermarket sweep. It's true. <laughs> supermarket sweep. That's my favorite show. It's like at least been doing something like that, but I was doing absolutely nothing. Uh, you guys are in Oakland, obviously, in uh, California, where uh, weed has been, you know, pretty legal for quite a long time. Um, do you guys have any kind of uh, strains you go to, or you one of those people that has like some go-to strains, or do you like to mix it up and stuff? Um, man, there's so many like variety of things you can get now, like sativa. Indicas, half indica, half sativas, half CBD, half indica, half indica, half CBD. Fucking t shirts, t shirts with hoodies, hoodies with t shirts. Fucking <laughs> CBD. <laughs> uh, I like, uh, I like, um, you know, as a, as a, like growing up, my first strain I really liked was, uh, it was called Cat Piss. Um, uh, and then, uh, uh bef now I like purple Kush. That's my that's my go-to. Classic. What about you? Uh, I like the blue dream. Blue dream. I mean, I like some blue dream. Hey, yeah. What are you smoking tonight, Shelly? Uh, I'm smoking blue dream. There you go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Good old Pacific Stone. What, and then I what got is this? this? Forbidden fruit for later. We're smoking Washington hash. I have something we're called Washington. over Oakland at all, but we're smoking Washington hash in Oakland. It tastes way better in Oakland than it does in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I miss? I miss dabs. I haven't taken a dab in a long time. How does everyone feel about dabs? We're oh, we're lazy with them now. We just have a nectar collector, so we just like beep. Um, but like to actually like heat up a dag dab rig and take a dab. I haven't. Yeah, I feel like I haven't done that in a month, couple months at least. Yeah. 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 The whole black market situation, I don't trust. I've tried dabs. I've tried carts. All that stuff. I tried. I smoked carts for like the bootleg carts for a couple months. I felt like it was making me sick. I just felt like run down and horrible. Any kind of dabs I've gotten around here just doesn't do anything more than just flour would do. So I don't trust how they're making it, what they're putting in it, what they're doing with it. It just doesn't. I avoid it as much as possible. I stick with flour. That sucks. I'm so grateful that I can just go to the dispensary, even though it's like, I've said this before and I'll keep saying it. I saw Kingsman. I saw. <laughs> so I want to know who is growing for me and all this. So I like need to get in on with a grower. 
That's what I want to do. That's <coughs> for me. Just be like, how much do you want to charge me to just like have a couple plants for me and just like that's the Shelly stash. That's what I'm looking to do. That's smart. That's smart. You need a strain, Shelly. Mm-hmm. Your own strain. I know. See, and then that person can make that stream for me, and I could be like, "Yay, I'm fucking yeah. me." <laughs> you want some of me, boys? <laughs> Let's smoke on this. Get some of that So, what made you guys um, come up with your gimmicks? We have to hear about that. I mean, or first of all, tell everyone what your gimmicks are. <laughs> I'm Rick Scott Stoner. I'm Scott Rick Stoner. Yeah, we're the Stoner Brothers. We're the highest tag team on the planet. That's a fact. Yeah. When we were kids, um, I was little Ricky, and uh, our dad was like, hey, quit wrestling while I'm watching wrestling. You kids need to shut up. And then we were like, hey, you're watching it. And then, you know, we turned 18 and we made decisions. And, uh, here we are. Is that the question? What? What was the question? That's fine. Like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 and, uh, we like the Steiner brothers a lot. And uh, their names are Rick Steiner and stuff. And uh, we like weed. So we're, we're the stoners. Uh, and we couldn't decide who wanted to be who. So we just put both names in both of our names. So, yeah. Originally, we were, we were going to be. Uh, the Blunt Brothers. Uh, one of us is going to be like Titan, and the other one is going to be like Philly or something like that. But that got too boshed because because uh, I'm Rick Scott and he's Scott Rick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Kubosh. Is Kubosh the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It applies absolutely. I don't, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Well, Shelly, what's what's your fin? What was your finishing move that you did on everybody? What was the what? I had two of them. I had one that I called the FTS, which is STO. I think is what it's called. I know people who are the wrestling fans are shaking their fists at me if I'm wrong. But um, there was that. But then I had my shell shock, which I had to pick and choose because people, I had to make sure they were basing me. And that was my whole little wee boom. I think I've done that to you guys a time or two. So when you, when you say STO, are you talking about like the clothesline trip? Yeah. I would use okay. that when I didn't have a base or if it's something that like I didn't feel comfortable doing with like my shell shock. That was my little mm-hmm. simple go-to, you can't really F it up kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one's good. That one's the you're bumping, motherfucker. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better than us having a t- um not, not good timing, and then it looks bad, you know. No, yeah, for sure. That's definitely a thing you, like, most wrestlers don't do enough is pick and choose, like, uh, who to hit what on or what to hit who on, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, everyone just wants to get the same shit in every time. You know, you're not going to be able to hit everything on everybody the same. You got to have it look good at least. You know, you got to have you got to have a backup and a backup for a backup. Totally, totally. 
And you know, what I thought was, I don't know. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) No, because it's just so crazy because like, when we've had, like we had my friend um, Carter Mason from Canada on, we had Val Venus on, now we have you guys on. And it's just so cool to hear from all of you, like, like just little thoughts like that, because that's how I was trained. And I feel like as I navigated through like the wrestling world for me, especially because like with my look and a lot of people assume that like, I just wanted to be on TV and like whatever (laughs) they judge. Um, So it's like, I got treated a certain way and so when I would suggest things or say things like that, I would be kind of like, oh, God, there goes Shelly again. And so it's so cool when I hear it from other guys that, like, know what's up in the ring that I vibe with. Because it's like, dude, I didn't know that's why I was vibing with you back then. Because, like, we're on that same page. And that's why I was like, yeah, you're right. Because it's, like, kind of corny to say. But it's just, like, rest hurt my feelings so hard like so deeply that like it's cool to have these little moments of like see that's why I knew I always like these guys like they get it they get it you know because in the land of wrestling it's like especially when people start to get fame you know in some tv time it's like you almost start to see like a different side of people sometimes and then they change I don't know it just is the whole thing and then you see the people who are true and you're like, you know what? Yeah, they stay true to who they were and you can like vouch for that. And then that's really cool too. And so, I don't know. I just feel that um, this doing, having my wrestling friends come on here for me has kind of been therapy of like putting back the positive energy to wrestling because I hate that I've been in a bad mood about wrestling for so long, you know? And it feels good to have that like replenish of like, yeah, like get excited again and be like, yeah, dude. It's freaking wrestling. Like, like when I was going through my YouTube channel today, it was a video of at Hood Slam. And then I, oh God, I can cry right now. I put, I put, and I can't believe I put this and it kind of took me back. I was like, I love wrestling. And it's like, I haven't said that in a really, really, really long time because it hurt me so much. And so today it was like going back to that Hood Slam moment. And it wasn't even about the show and the videos. It was about that like. And I needed that at that time because at that time, wrestling had really let me down. And <clears throat> I thought maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. And then Hood Slam came and then connecting with people like you guys came. And here we are still connecting. And it's like that full circle. It's like, that's what I signed up for in wrestling. I hear these stories and I get jealous because I didn't have them. And now I'm sitting here having them. And I'm like, I love wrestling again. And I think. God, sorry. Yeah. I think it's cool. No, it's awesome. It's it's because we all have we all have like some of the same roots. I feel like and uh, basically passion for the business. Like that's that's what makes us hate it and love it at the same time is your passion and like uh, you know sometimes it's gonna suck, but then you know you'll find something else and that uh, brings it right back up. You know what I mean? But then there's all you know. Some people are like too passionate, so you gotta, you know, you gotta find that people with the, you know, that like that fun passionate. They're passionate about having fun while while you know coming up. Hopefully, totally. 
Fun! <laughs> so, uh, oh, Shelly. I can't believe I got emotional over wrestling like a little bitch. There was uh, uh, this tweet up here from the Stoner Brothers from a few days ago. Uh, they're in the, they're looking for a manager. What are the chances that the, the Shelly Martinez out <laughs> of retirement to manage the Stoner Brothers? It ain't happening, man. I wish it would. <laughs> but that's why I said it. It wasn't to be like to dip my toe or to see what people's reaction was. It was genuine. It was like, damn it. Like, because there's different people that, like, I wish I could have wrestled or I wish I could have managed, but it just like didn't happen. And it's like, oh, I wish it would have happened. And like, what could have been? And that to me, it's like, it sounds like that fun you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, like, of course, of course, because I told myself when I retired, it was going to be retired and I'm really enjoying my retirement. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. That, that's good. You know, um, and you're happy, right? Oh my goodness. That's the thing. And the thing is, is like, I had step away from wrestling a hundred percent like when I retired and then especially when I stopped even going to wrestling conventions to like start my healing process in a deeper way which is why I'm sitting here and I'm able to cry about stupid ass wrestling <laughs> so like um you know that journey and everything is like like you they always say like you know when that time is over and I remember there was a time it was like the last wrestle reunion I did. And Molly Holly was up on the podium during like this like brunch thing they have. And it was supposed to be like, what was your most rememberable WrestleMania uh, moment? And she had said it was her last WrestleMania she performed at because when she walked out, <laughs> she knew that it was time to move on. And it really touched me when she said that. And I know some people were kind of like, well, geez, like, you know, it's kind of like whatever, but it really stuck with me. And so when I had that moment of, yeah, it's time to move on. And I feel like, you know, I like living in those glory days and looking back like I did today and smiling and laughing. And like, I like being that, like, that grizzled vet that <laughs> just says back in my day, you know, like I, I, I embrace that. I am a has-been. And I wear that crown proudly and I just come on the internet and tell my stories. And I'm really happy with that. It's like, because it reminds me of how much wrestling did give me, <clears throat> but I know they say never say never. So there's that fine, but I just really don't see it. Like in my gut, I just don't see it really happening again. Maybe I don't know, but I don't know. I'm excited uh, because you know, uh, I should say not excited, but like a little jealous that you get to find something else to take up that passion that you had for wrestling, which is cool because, you know, I, you know, I only have one, you know, so now you get to find something else. What, what, what's your passion right now? What do you, what do you, just... my passion is like exactly what I'm doing here, you know, just sharing my story. Um, 
because I used to overthink what I needed to do because it's scary. Like when all you do is wrestling forever. It's like, what else am I supposed to do? And there was times I was so upset with wrestling when I decided to be done with it <clears throat> that like I took jobs that sucked. Like, you know, doing Uber Eats, that sucked. That sucked. It's so hard, especially when like you weren't making that money and you're putting all this time in Uber Eats. And then, you know, there was times where I was just like doing whatever I could to get by because I was a broke ass bitch. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? <clears throat> and in those moments I would panic. And that's when I would try to go back to TNA or to WWE, you know? And it's like, I felt like I, was, like I didn't want to, but I didn't know what else to do. So what am I supposed to do? And then I looked like this asshole begging for a job, which I post today, one of my YouTube videos, such a thirsty video I post and it was to Vince what balls I had it was like dear Vince Russo and this was when I was not with TNA and I went down to Hollywood Boulevard and I made this whole video about like pitching an idea and that's how desperate I was at that time because I didn't know what to do because I was not living in a good situation and I knew my calling has always been to share my story but how do you translate that into making a living it's like what do you do with that and so i guess i always go to my down my back uh backup plan which was modeling and acting and so when i realized i could make money with controlling it all that was like the blessing that i've got in life i know not everyone has that you know and yeah but what keeps it going is I just put out what I am passionate about and wrestling. It was such a huge part, but I, before wrestling existed, I had different interests and I had different things that I did. And it's like, I kind of forgot about those things because I had to give everything to wrestling, you know? And so I really took time to get back to being who I was before wrestling and kind of like meshed with who I learned to be through wrestling. And I know that's such like a not clear answer to figure out what you want to do, but it's like, I remember people used to tell me when I was so broke, the last thing I want to hear is just follow your heart, follow your passion. But it's like, dude, no, you don't understand. Like I try to get a job at the restaurants, but on my resume, it says I've been a wrestler for 10 years. Like they're not going to hire me. Like I can't even get a restaurant job. I can't even get a bartending job anymore. Like, it was hard. And the last thing I wanted to hear was it's going to work out. You'll figure it out. Just stay true. Like it, no dude, because me following my heart, me being true to who I was got me fired from WWE. So it was like this whole thing, but like take whatever you can out of this. Like I'm sitting here right now living my dream. I'm still not making the money I want to, but <coughs> I'm still doing it. And that's doing podcasts. I've always had a passion for that since I was little, uh, doing broadcast talk radio, which now we have podcasts. So it's like, and I've eaten crap. That's how Stoner Jesus and I got together. It was because we both have failed multiple times that we tried to achieve over the years and we bonded over failing. And so now we like try to do something here. And it's just like, you know, it's rough. And like, I... I feel my true passion now 
is to share these stories with wrestlers, people in the business, because they need resources. They need to know, hey, what am I supposed to do? Like, does anyone else feel this way? Because I feel like shit right now and I feel alone and I don't know what to do and I'm scared and I don't want to say it out loud because that's not wrestling. Like, no, you, whatever. And it's this whole thing. So that's now my passion is I want to help however I can people in the wrestling business because it is effing hard as you guys know <laughs> no i i feel you we're uh we're lucky because we got each other at least it's so true yeah and that's how i always felt about danielle you know i had my sister and that's what got me through it all to be honest danielle you guys got each other yep no i feel like i don't i feel like i, I don't think i would have been able to get through some of the stuff we've been through by myself, at least by far. Absolutely, because you guys are experiencing it together. And it's like one thing when you talk to somebody and vent, but they're not in it. They're not in that situation getting the same experience that you're talking about. And, you know, what is such a cool blessing? Your brother, you know, you're it's just i don't know i love you guys oh just sending you positive vibes to the max <laughs> oh, yeah we love you too we're getting we're getting high fucking telling good story yep fucking, just another yeah. tuesday <laughs> let's tell a shitty story okay what do you want to talk about i don't know uh <laughs> let's, let's uh I don't know. What's the worst experience? Um, uh, I don't know. You 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 asked me a question about a shitty okay. story. What's the worst moment you've had in the ring? Like something went bad, or you pooped yourself? Like <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Did you ever shit yourself in the ring? <laughs> Never, never poop myself. Luckily, never poop myself. <laughs> uh, um, I've been in the ring with two people that have pooped themselves. Uh, me and my brother might have caused it. Might, might have, might have not. I feel like it's the ring's fault when it all comes down to it, you know. Um, and and your belly, you know. If your if your tummy can't handle uh, a big bump, then you shouldn't. Uh, you should have called in sick or something. <laughs> but I guess sometimes you just, you know, you can't, you can't call in sick. So I get it. But you should, you know, you should should double up, maybe triple up. Put some layers just in case. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, probably my, like, uh, second year of, like, doing matches. I, uh, me and Scotty, we were the we were the bad apples. We did this gimmick in Concord where we were uh, Dee Dee and Adam Bad Apple. And uh, <laughs> we would do the, the Legion of Doom finish where he'd put them on the shoulders. I'd go up top and the clothesline off the shoulders, right? And uh, uh, there was they were like giving out like bubbles to the crowd. So everyone was blowing bubbles all night. Um, that's what I'm blaming, actually, you know. But I got up to the top, 
and fucking slipped hella hard off the top. And fucking, uh, and luckily there was a run in that was supposed to happen after we hit it. Uh, and they just came in early, but like, yeah, that was pretty fucking embarrassing. That sucks. Did you hurt yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Was... No, I didn't hurt myself. I hurt my feelings for, that's, for that's falling. Deep. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My spirit a little. Have you ever wrestled somebody you don't like? Um. Uh, yeah, a few times. Did um, you find it um, difficult to work with them, or were you able to just be like, "Yeah, whatever. I just don't like this dude or gal, whatever." Um. The second time we worked the Young Bucks, I went. We went into that not liking them. <laughs> <laughs> And then after we had a dope match, and they came up and they were like, "Oh, it was a really good match, guys!" And they like, uh, you know, they were they were cool about it. And then you know, uh, the the next match after that, um, they just went back to like favor Matt and favor Nick. Like you got the little gimmick, gimmick shake. <laughs> I'm interested if you guys have had any uh, run-ins with other people that Shelly doesn't like uh, besides the bugs. The list is very long. We can't get to all of it tonight, but... Uh, I know the California area, I know Doug Benson's out there a lot. Have you ever guys ever met Doug Benson? Never never met the guy. Hey, do you know a Doug Benson? Doug Benson? Doug Benson? Hamburger McDonald's... The hamburger McDonald's eat my life guy. That's what Scotty said. Is that him? That's pretty close. He did a uh, the one guy did the thirty days eating McDonald's documentary. Doug Benson did the smoke weed for thirty days and then not yeah. smoke weed for thirty days documentary. Yeah, super, yeah that yeah. guy. Yeah, super, super yeah. high. I know of him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's 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 not that important, Doug. <laughs> Who else might they know, Shelly, that you dislike intensely? That they can tell you stories about. Did you ever meet Batista? <laughs> oh boy. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Awkward silence ensues. I can't think about, and here's the thing, there's people who I've talked about, but I think the only ones I truly dislike are Doug Benson and the Young Bucks. Um, oh, you know what? I guess I do, even I feel bad, I do dislike Gangrel. Do you, how do you feel about Gangrel? Uh, I mean, he's always been positive towards us, I feel. That's true. That's true. Um, but, you know, he's... He's old school, and old school means, you know, kind of carny sometimes. We got a, he's a worker. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I do have a very important question. I feel bad, though, because, I don't know, we've, I've been talking about Gangrel, but because it comes up and, like, whatever... I just, I kind of picture his face and I just feel bad. Oh, the show's. <laughs> Do you guys. 
<laughs> this is very important. I can't. So, I... It says the showstopper. It's this book that this guy that I've done projects for, he wants to be like Hugh Hefner. And that's what he like sells books. These like best selling books he has of how to pick up women and be like Hugh Hefner. But like, he's like real cheap. Like when he's hiring us gals for his, um, like his movie and like this, it's just <laughs> much like Doug Benson. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's a cheap bastard. Pictures of himself all over the walls. <laughs> oh. Um, how you guys have been smoking out of a bong? Are you guys are you big bong guys or you mix it up there as well? Uh we mix it up. Um, you know, blunts, bongs. Um I I really got this uh good vape pen that I've been using. It's just like a I forget what it's called. That's the mini micro batteries or whatever. They're uh, and then you just screw in the, the cartridge, but they hit really hard, and you could hit them for like you know, it's got a timer on it. That's what I like. Because sometimes some of those you could like you know you could suck on those for like a minute straight and not even get a good hit. Totally. Is that for dry um, herb? Nah, no, it's for for. Uh, like oils and shit, cartridges. Because I know sometimes there's um, vaporizers that like can do both. I didn't know if that was one. Uh, I we got one that that does that. It's a what is it? Fucking something B, the comb B. I don't know. It does oils. You can put the oils on top, and then it's got like a little part you could pack a uh, fucking herb into and it just vaporizes it. There's this one. I What is it called? Um, the Gobi. That's what it is. There's one. It's called like Ergo or something like that. That's the one I want to try. Supposedly you can do both and it hits really good. It looks discreet. So, but it's like every time I get the money together to buy it, some stupid bill comes up or something, and it's like, damn it! So I've yet to get it yet, but I've been trying. Is it one years. of? <laughs> is it one of those pricey ones or what? Is it pretty pricey. Um, I think it's like, uh, like to get all the attachments and things because there's also like an attachment you can get so you can put it on your bong, so it's like a good clean way to still use your bong. Um, okay. So that packet, I think it was like one eighty something. So it's not crazy, like five hundred, but you know, yeah, that's still, I still can't come up with it. Something always happens. Oh man, you just you pull, let's put it over for sixty seconds right now, and then maybe you know someone will be like, "Oh, Shelly needs this, so let's get it for." Her. Well, I mean, you just, I you just it's over. for me for me to buy it. I want to buy it. But you know what I'm going to do since we have this combo? I'm going to put a jar aside, and I'm just going to put my change in there and all this, and it'll just add up, and that'll help to those funds. Smart, smart. 
That's what yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Damn it! And every time I get paid, I'm going to put five dollars aside. How about that? <laughs> that was great. Send me your address. I'll I'll send you a piggy bank. I got I like three you. piggy banks. <laughs> Hour went by fast. Shelly, do you have anything else you wanted to uh, ask the Stern brothers or get them to talk about while they're here? Um, no, I just was looking to hang out, have a good time, some laughs, and that's what happened. So thanks for being oh, yeah. on our crazy show. I'm sorry if being associated with us uh, blackballs you in the entertainment world. <laughs> Personally, with Shelly, I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make too much of a detriment. <laughs> Thank you for having us. We appreciate you. We miss you too. We need to, you know, next time we're in LA, maybe we'll like uh, get some fucking, do a fucking block of cheese together. Absolutely. Come on over. We'll get some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you get on video. <laughs> no, but for real. Yeah. Come through to LA. Let me know. I would love to, like, even if you guys just have time for just a quick session, it'd be really awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Next time, I'll let you know. All right. Well, you have an awesome training session, and sending you guys positive vibes always. Peace. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kelly. We'll see right. you next week for more awesomeness. You're this not going to sign cool. off. You're not going to do your sign off. What's my sign off? <laughs> well, another episode, episode 30. I think it went well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, did well. I didn't think about that at all. Damn. It did go well, though. Great people, great stories. That's what the show's about. Absolutely. And the thing is, is like, I just, I don't know. It's so fun because, like, when I first thought about, like, they should be a guest, what had happened is, because, you know, Instagram took my first Instagram away, I lost track of a lot of people because you forget how easy it is to just keep track and like really keep up with people. Like, that's why I like it. Like, that's why I continue because I do like to see what's going on in people's lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Because I think we were like, I retweeted something they had said and, um, I was like, I, I don't think I refollowed them on Instagram. So I went to Instagram and refollowed them. And I was like, man, I miss these guys. I really would like to see them. And I was like, dude, they should come on the show. That's an excuse to just be like, hey. There you and, go. You know, I that's what my intent was. And so I think it's really cool, much like this show, damn it. It's just been my whole therapy for healing and wrestling. And it's so crazy because... I just didn't expect that. Like when we first were like, well, let's do this, whatever. I wasn't thinking it was going to be therapy session for Shelly to heal. And like, <laughs> it really has. And oh my God, I thought you put him up to the thing about the young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was as shocked as you were when he said that. It was fantastic of anybody he could have mentioned in the entire universe. <laughs> I know. And the thing our loyal watchers and or listeners i know when they see this replay they're gonna laugh their ass off because from like the very beginning that's how it all that's how it all started was with the young bucks i was like because i told you 
literally to ask me about them because I feel like a jerk if I just offer up the information, but if someone asks, so like, that's literally how it started here with this whole thing. And so here, episode 30, I think it's freaking awesome. We'll get him on the show. My. I stand by everything I've ever said, including feeling bad. But see, I knew it. And here's the thing. <laughs> Somebody resurfaced in Danielle's life not too long ago from the wrestling world. Mm. And this person knows the Young Bucks. At least they know that they did back then because they were like, one of those people to say, oh, the Young Bucks, so, so great. And so I asked Danielle, I was like, hey, if you could slip it in, ask him what he thinks about them. It was not very positive. And so I was just like, see, I knew I was onto something. Like, and the thing is, is like the reason why I even wanted to talk about it on our show wasn't to like trash them or whatever. It's like legitimately something that bothers me to where like, I feel like an idiot. Like people watching that are like from the wrestling world, they're like, and I know this probably sounds shallow, but it's like, Shelly, you've been in WWE and TNA. You've done things. Like, why do you care? It's like, why do they bother you that much? The young butt. And I agree. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid. And I don't like it. I'm glad that I'm free from my young buck torture. Because now it's just a big joke. <laughs> but that was, like, so effing funny. <laughs> he was very upfront and offered it up. Mm -hmm. Oh, the young bugs. <laughs> they get around, that's for sure. They get around. <laughs> they make their rounds. <laughs> Something that I kind of was thinking about earlier when I was working out is you know, I used to be somebody that, like, I felt like. I, I used this is when I used my timeline and people were kind of like, oh, geez, Shelly. I would just really vent and I felt like I had to be like, I guess for lack of a better term, just I had to tell on people. Like, you don't know how they really are, like blah, blah, blah. And the reason why I felt that way is because I kind of felt this like injustice. Like, don't buy into this crap because this is a terrible person. And what I ended up realizing was that people who listen, they like to hear the gossip, but once a fan, always a fan, it's not gonna change anything. They're still gonna tune in. They're still gonna buy their merchandise. So really it just kind of like on paper reflects poorly on me. So when I had that moment, it was like, okay, like I'm gonna pick and choose what I talk about. And so, this thing with the young bucks, I literally had to talk about it because I knew that there was just something more there. And I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm telling on the young bucks they suck or whatever. It was just like, it's intriguing to me. And that's why, like, I hope one day I bump into one of them or two of them. You know, if they still live where they lived in the area before, my mom lives in that area. So if there's a good chance that we're at the Olive Garden, they might be there. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Ontario Mills, they might be there. And you know what? 
you bet your sweet ass I would go right up to them and be like, look, if you ever heard or seen anything that like hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. You probably don't care, but I just don't know why I don't like you. And I would say that not to be confrontational, but it's just like, I have to let it out. <laughs> and I don't know. And so hearing these stories now, hearing two people say, or three actually, um, that they don't, they're not a fan. And you know what? Hey, if people are a fan of the Young Bucks, I'm not saying don't be their fan. I'm just trying to investigate, get down to the bottom of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said they're going to be the, if I can get one get for the show, the Young Bucks at this point would be the biggest. I'm going to work on it. Huge. That would be even better than Kevin Thorne. It would be huge. Right. I figure out a way. You work on that, Stoner Jesus. <laughs> public relations person in AEW, I can pester or send a picture of my boobs. <laughs> Who's this? It's that guy that's over there on Shelly's stream. Oh, the one <laughs> they talk shit? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Let's pay him some money to give to dump Shelly. <laughs> And then I'll be sitting here all alone. <laughs> That's right. As soon as I'm rich and famous, like I said, I'm going to become an incredible asshole and very weird, like Howard Hughes level weirdness. It's all going yeah. down. You've said this and you're giving the warning. So if anyone gets upset, they can reference back. You've said, the, you've said all you're nothing to me. <laughs> you said the warning. You know, and that's just <coughs> he can be bought. That's right. Make me an offer. Let's go. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Episode 30 was good. 30 episodes. That's incredible. <clears throat> I agree. Happy Here's Taco two. Tuesday. That's right. Let's do 30 or 300 more or 3,000 or whatever. Whatever it takes for me to get that FU money. That's what I'm working on. The F you money. <coughs> F you Doug Benson. <laughs> right. Shelly, thank you. Bye. <laughs>